In 43 years of priesthood, I've never missed Easter, ever, or Holy Week, Holy Thursday, Good Friday. This has been the strangest uh, moment of my whole priesthood and my life, but I know it's true for all of us. The only thing to compare, even more than, uh, uh, than the disaster in, in New York, um, November 11th, but the only thing to compare is the flu outbreak in 1918. And uh, this is much worse. But it's there. It's on our plate. There's nothing we can do but get through it. And we do that most of all by being together. So I think, and I suppose the reason I didn't celebrate Mass every day, this is strange. This is strange for me. I appreciate Michael, who's doing all the filming, and my one audience member. <laughs> Thank you. But this is strange. This is not who we are and how we are. And yet I said to myself, if I'm going to celebrate one, one day at all during this time, what should it be? And clearly it was for me Easter. If I celebrate two, it'll be Pentecost. If you ask me and want me to do it, I'll do it every Sunday. But, but this is strange. And yet... Just because of all that's happening in the world doesn't mean that we give up Easter. In fact, we need it even more. So there's a couple things I want to just note in the gospel today that to me are really high points and very important. The first one is Friday, noting the purple, uh, Jesus was crucified. He was placed in the tomb. And actually, on Saturday, Friday after the services, we would have stripped everything and even the altar would have just been bare to signify he's not here. He's in the tomb. He's dead. He's gone. And the church, in an almost surgical way, liturgically, asks us to cut these things in pieces. We have the Holy Thursday Mass of the Last Supper. Then we have the trial and the crucifixion and death of Jesus on Friday. And then we go into the empty tomb the rest of Friday and Saturday. And then we have the vigil and it is a vigil because we really say that in the pre-dawn, we believe Jesus rose. And surgically, we celebrate Sunday apart from the other days. And yet, it's all one great mystery. So what were the feelings of the apostles and the women? I, I, I don't know, but if I were there, I think uh, I would have felt despair on Friday and maybe afraid for my life because I was a follower and maybe that's why they locked themselves in the upper room, um, literally closing the doors and windows so nobody would even know they're there. And then on Sunday morning, the women, typically the ones who showed the great care and respect and, and, and always take care of their families and those they love, they went to the tomb to make sure that it was okay and and to perhaps bring flowers and just to show respect. And lo and behold, the tomb is open and empty. The stone is rolled away. And Mary the Magdala sees it. And immediately, what does she do? She runs. She runs to the apostles. And this is her thought. They stole the body. They don't even respect the dead Lord. They stole the body. And that's what she reports to the apostles. So Peter and John run to the tomb. And then this remarkable stuff happens. John gets there first. He's a young man, and Peter's older. But he doesn't go in out of respect for Peter. 
When Peter goes in, he follows, and they see the cloths on the floor and on the stone, but the cloth covering his head off to the side. And this is the remarkable statement of faith that John makes. It says, uh, they got there, then it says, then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and, this is what it says, he saw and believed. What a statement of faith. He saw, but he believed. And then the gospel ends by saying this phrase, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. So what did John believe? I'm not sure. But it certainly wasn't the fullness of the understanding of the resurrection. Here we are some 2,000 years later. We see and we believe that's why we yearn so much to celebrate this Easter day. We know what we believe in. But the fact of believing that Jesus from the dead is only part of it. And in, in a sense, it's the smallest part because what really becomes as important is what then? If we believe that he rose from the dead, what then? What does it mean? I will be putting on our uh, Facebook page today a, a beautiful interview by Giselle Fernandez of the um, uh, television, uh, um, one of the programs. And she's interviewing Rabbi Steve Leader. Uh, I think he's been at the Wilshire Boulevard Temple about 30, 33 years. Written several books. Amazing. Quite a preacher. And I was listening to two interviews, and this is what he said again and again. He said, you know, the, the reason we're on this earth is to love one another. What, what else is there? And he says, we're put here to care about each other and care for each other. And he reflects on the power of pain and suffering, the empty tomb, the death of the Lord, the crucifixion, the hate that filled the, the, the putting of Christ on the cross. He reflects on suffering as the great teacher and doesn't put it in these terms, but I will. I'm going to say that grace is like oxygen. It's all the time around us, filling us, uh, inviting us. It's always affecting us. But we're so very few times in our life aware of it. I suppose we become aware when we come in church, we bless ourselves and we pray, and, and then we, we know that in this hour I'm inviting grace into my life and heart. But it's there all the time, much like oxygen. How many times a day do we stop and say, I'm breathing, my lungs are filling with air, I'm exhaling. We don't. We just do it, even in our sleep. That grace is everywhere. So where is the grace in this coronavirus that's affecting the whole world? Where is this grace? Is it 200,000 worldwide who have died now? It's, it's a huge number. Where is the grace in this? And I think one way of putting it is to use Steve Leader's words. We're here to care about each other, to care for each other. And if that's the lesson we get out of this, we have slowed down to, we put it in park. We're doing nothing. I am totally bored. We're doing nothing. But isn't that maybe an opportunity to say, what should we be doing? Let's just say by some miracle, and it isn't going to happen, but some miracle today on Easter Day, poof, the virus went away and everybody came back. What would we do? Go back to the old order? 
start having meetings all over the place, running, making sure we filled our day with activity and sound and noise and, and, and whatever. All kinds of activity. And would it be filled with activity that was caring about each other and caring for each other? Today and through this, this incredible virus affecting our whole world that has robbed us in so many ways of normal life and normal liturgy and all the things that we care about so much, the things that touch our spirit. It has forced us, I think, and invited us, I think, to ask what really matters. Yo creo que en este día de Pascua tenemos la oportunidad a responder la palabra de Dios, en particular el Evangelio, uniendo nuestros mismos a la persona de San Juan que dice en la palabra, Él entró la tumba, Él vio y Él creyó. Él vio y Él creyó. La palabra de Dios y esta festividad de Pascua de Cristo está pidiéndonos a creer, a creer. Pero creer más, no solamente en la realidad de la resurrección o esta verdadera, pero ¿Qué es el punto y qué es el significado y qué tenemos que hacer si vamos a responder a la resurrección de Jesucristo? Y dice que debemos tener más amor por uno al otro. Es muy interesante y por mí la parte de la Biblia, de, la, de los evangelios más fuerte y más importante y más duro. En el 25 capítulo de San Mateo, cuando Jesús está en su trono y Él está juzgando al mundo y dividiendo en, el, en la derecha y izquierda y decidiendo que van a entrar el reino de Dios. Y Él dice, um, invitándolos que estaba amando y haciendo bien en el mundo, ven, ven al reino de Dios, porque cuando tenía hambre, medio comida, cuando tenía sed, medio algo a beber, etc. Y buscando y, y rechazando a los otros que no estaba haciéndolos. Y los dos dicen, ¿cuándo hicimos eso o cuándo no hicimos eso? Y él dijo, cuando hizo a los más pequeños, hizo a mí. Entonces, la realidad de este Pascua es aceptar Jesucristo resucitado en nuestras vidas y corazones y aceptar sus palabras, su ejemplo, sus llamados. Y si vamos a hacerlo, tenemos que ser transformados. Vamos a amar. Vamos a amar uno al otro, incluyendo la gente que es tan diferente de nosotros. Yo digo siempre a nuestros amigos y nuestros enemigos, los que creen conmigo y no creen conmigo. Voy a respetar que todo que son humanos son hijos de Dios, si ellos tienen fe o no tienen fe. Y tenemos la invitación en esta festividad de Pascua a recibir esta verdad y poner en acción en nuestras vidas. Usually, we would continue with the creed and again, uh, um, I'm just going to ask that we let this be in our lives today. We, we are saying the creed by the fact that we are so much hanging on to and yearning for the Easter mysteries in our life. That's our creed today, to put our faith in Christ.